There's one name in crypto whose voice stands above the rest as a beacon of truth and light. Founded on integrity and rife with credibility, this person has proven his ability to prophesy on the future of Bitcoin. That man is Trayvon James. Wait, what? Well, today we're going to share Trayvon's predictions for Bitcoin, because why not? You'll discover what two big celebrities are in trouble with the SEC, and you'll learn of one ICO that triumphed over the same government agency. ICOs are illegal in China, crypto might get you kidnapped and tortured in South Africa, and Iranian scammers are still scamming. It's all in a day's work as we bring you bad news for Thursday, December 6th, 2018 in episode number 216 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Once again, it is just as you expected it to be the Joe Rogan Show. No, wait, I mean the Bad Crypto Podcast. The show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. I'm Joe Rogan. I'm Joel Com, and uh, that's Travis Wright. This is the Travis Wright Show with Joel Com, and we're all about to get wrecked. <laughs> welcome, one. Welcome all. Whether you are the one or you are the all, we're always glad that you're here. And this is our weekly bad news episode of the show, where we cover the latest news from the crypto sphere and world. And that's that true. We talk about, you know, and this is, you know, with crypto going up and going down and the and the interest in crypto kind of waning when crypto goes down because people don't like to think about it. You know, this is the one episode a week that you should tune into because we are, you know, sharing all the top pieces of news that have happened in that week. So if there's one piece of crypto news that you should that you want to tap into every week. This episode should be the one that you consider because we're sharing lots of good stuff, Mr. Joe why not just listen to all of them, though? I mean, hey, you know, the other stuff we're doing, that's crap. Just listen to this episode. No, I mean, some people, I mean, I think all of our stuff is pretty solid, but it's like if you have minimal amounts of time, that's what I think is that, you know, especially new people or people who are just kind of like crypto, at least tune into the bad crypto, bad news episode. The other stuff is great. We have great interviews with, with amazing thought leaders, and then we're always sharing interesting projects that are being developed on the, on the blockchain. But like, at bare minimum, listen to this one. And you can listen to the others. Just speed them up to like one and a half or two X. Because that was all of this. We're taking my crypto ways of Bitcoin. Like that. And that's that's always a lot of fun. Uh, and a shout out to another podcast. Both Travis and myself are appearing on the Wrecked podcast, spelled R-E-K-T, of course, because how else would you spell Wrecked? I thought we were on the Rex and Effect podcast. Rex and Effect because I'm the rump shaker. Rump shaking like sugar the candy, like Rex in effect. I thought it was that podcast. It's not no, people? no, no. This is oh, this is different people. This is a bunch you, Cynthia Wood in Crypto Chamber. Uh, it's a it's a threesome, and uh, they're informative, they're funny, and they are obviously wrecked. And they interviewed me. My episode, as of this recording, is already out. I'm episode number twenty three, and you could find a link to it in the show notes. Travis is actually getting ready to record his episode with them shortly after we're done recording mm -hmm. here today day yeah let us know what you guys think of uh, our appearances on the wrecked podcast i really enjoyed the interview that uh, that i did with them and i have a feeling travis will as well well speaking of getting wrecked let's get to this week's news 
Yeah, exactly. Speaking of getting wrecked, good Lord. How about that market cap getting wrecked? Down 121. to 121 <laughs> billion. Bitcoin, 37.85. XRP, 34 cents. Ethereum, 103. Stellar, 14 cents. Bcash, ABC, 133. EOS, two and a quarter. Tether, 99 cents. Litecoin, just shy of $30. And Bitcoin SUV, uh, 87. Tron, a penny and a half. You know, last year on Thanksgiving, the market cap hit 250 billion. And right now it's less than half of that a year later. Crazy. Crypto's dead, man. It's over. Is crypto finally dead? Can we just stop the show now? Is this the final show? This is the last show. Crypto is dead. Blockchain is dead. We're all just going to stick with uh, fiat currency and the broken banking system because, you know, it's it's less painful. The, The slow bleed of death is you know better than all these wild swings that'll be our final episode it'll be bitcoin is dead blockchain is dead joel com is dead and then it's like the last show oh man I i'll come in to- i'll have to write a very average teaser because you're the teaser master and then i'll come in and be like sorry guys the show's over whoever is the last one please shut out the lights <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say don't be joking about that though it's pretty funny <laughs> Yep, the markets are down and they continue to be down and people are on edge. And, uh, you know, where is it going from here? I don't know. Not a financial advice. It's going down, Mr. Tokai. I'm noticing a trend. Oh, my God. I'm looking at this price seven-day graph on going down, 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 down. Good Lord. Every single one is down except Binance. Uh, fact, factum factum is up 11 percent over the last 24 hours and uh, you've got uh polymath Dude, that's number 38 that's way down there <laughs> that is that is true it is way down there the usd coin though is at a dollar one as is true Ooh, usd so man, uh, profit. yeah better you know i would uh, maybe look at arbitraging usd coin against tether <laughs> <laughs> and you make two make two cents right there. Oh man, you're a genius, Mr. Joe Con. Are you sure you're not a financial advisor? I am positive that I'm not a financial advisor. But other people are saying that there's some potential positive things on the horizon. The story from CCN, BitPay, Sunny Singh is the COO of BitPay, says that a crypto ETF could get Bitcoin price to twenty thousand in two thousand nineteen. That's the all time high. Right for us to get back to twenty thousand in one year uh, by having the um, uh, backed the ETF uh, physical settled Bitcoin futures product in late January that it could move us uh, back up to that all time high in two thousand nineteen. Hmm. Well, it's one of those it's one of those double edged swords. You know, it's going to bring in crypto money, but then doesn't the ETF isn't that kind of like with paper gold and paper silver where it's going to create paper bitcoin because if that's the case i think it would keep the price down because all of a sudden there's no longer 21 million there's however many million are created out of thin air right yeah i'm not sure how it's going to work and you could be right about that i guess we'll have to wait and see how it uh how it pans out Mm -hmm. we shall wait and see I mean, certainly the people making these predictions are well aware of, you know, what paper trading looks like, and they understand the impact that this would have. You know, it's one of those things. I know that there's been a lot of pundits talking about, oh, when the crypto, when Bitcoin ETF happens, oh, man, the price is going to skyrocket then. And I go, oh, so instead of 21 million, there's like, you know, 
400 million of them. And then how is that going to make the price go down? Well, more institutional investors can come in, you know, and they can do it. Oh, yeah, that's great. But like, it's not, I don't, I don't, maybe I don't fully understand the ETF. I could be completely talking out of my ass here, but that's from what we've chatted with other folks. That's what they've made it sound like the ETF is going to do is going to make it sound like it's paper gold, paper silver. So I don't know necessarily that's a good thing for the long term. Plus, you know, do we want more government in our decentralized? Well, it, it's going to happen. It's, it's not even a question. It's, there's, it, asking the question is is redundant because it's going to happen, period. So let's just it's assume that. Well, it's just it's just how it is. You're you're speculating on something that is an impossibility. Government will be involved. ETFs are going to happen. What do we do about it? We, we cry and then we bitch about it on the Bad Crypto Podcast, Mr. John. And then we contact Trayvon James <laughs> because <laughs> – so the, if you guys don't know, I don't know Trayvon personally. He's this YouTuber who drives around in his car and films while he's driving, which, by the way, is distracted driving, and, and I'm opposed to that to begin with. But he was one of those that was pumping Be Connect like mm-hmm. nonstop on his channel. And uh, I guess law enforcement finally came down on him, and he um, he has made a prediction. He tweeted out on December 3rd. You ready for this? Ten years from now, it won't matter if you bought Bitcoin at 4000 or 3000 because it will be at $0. Mm. Ten years from now. You know, I think that that's possible. That could be the case. I've said multiple times, and many people have come on the show and said, Bitcoin could be the MySpace of cryptocurrencies, right? Who's going to be the Facebook, right? Who's going to be the YouTube or or the Twitter of <laughs> of cryptocurrency? Who's going to who's going to censor everyone? No, not not with that metaphor, but just kind of saying MySpace early on, Friendster early on, you know, and they were they got some traction, and all of a sudden, you know, Facebook. It's not always the first person that comes out that ends up being the industry leader. Most of the time. It's not the first, you don't have that. You have that first mover advantage, but you're also the pioneer and the pioneer gets those arrows in the back sometimes when you're paving this new, new ground and Bitcoin, you know, there's, there's been lots of different challenges within the core team and the developer community about which way is right and what's Satoshi's vision and, and who knows? I mean, I think we could be looking at Bitcoin at 250,000 or Bitcoin at zero, but some other cryptocurrency is going to, you know, eventually take over maybe and um, blow us all out of the water. Who knows? But well, he, if here's you pay the attention to bad crypto, you'll know when it comes out, I guess, right? He, he's given absolutely no reason to support that, but he, he did double down. He made another tweet on December 4th, and he's joining the McAfee Club to some degree because he says if Bitcoin isn't $10 by January 1st, 2020, I will eat my dog's poop live on YouTube. Wow. Well, at least he didn't say he would eat his dog's dick because that would be harassment. And that would be cruel, <laughs> animal cruelty, and PETA would contact them and stuff. Um, yeah, no, that's really if Bitcoin's not ten dollars by January first, twenty twenty. Okay, thanks, Trayvon James. Wow, that's, that's brilliant stuff right there. I thought you guys would be interested in that because uh, you know he's a he's this big time celebrity. Yeah, and he was totally right on. Right, <laughs> he was totally right when it came to BitConnect. 
Oh, yeah. No, he nailed it. He said all along that it was a scam. Oh, no, no, no. He was telling people to buy. So I know he cost people a lot of money. Speaking of big celebrities that cause people to buy, you know, we talked previously that Floyd Mayweather and DJ Khaled were under investigation by the SEC for not disclosing that they were paid to promote uh, a few different ICOs. Mayweather got $100,000 from Centratech. And um, DJ got 200000 or let's see, DJ was paid by Centratech as well, and then they were paid by others. And uh, they have handed down the fines. Do you know how much they are? The fines, well, I, I'm reading through this, and like, yeah, Mayweather got about 300000 total, 100 from uh, Centratech, and then got some from Stocks and the Hubie Network. But um, yeah, so Mayweather will pay $300,000 in disgorgement. Another three hundred thousand dollars in penalties, and another fifteen thousand, roughly, in prejudgment interest. So he got paid three hundred thousand, and he's you know paying out six hundred and fifteen thousand. Uh, DJ Khalid got uh, five fifty thousand in disgorgement, hundred thousand in penalties, and twenty seven hundred in prejudgment interest. He got paid fifty thousand total. So he got he, he basically had a three x out of his pocket from that deal. What's uh what's disgorgement? Is that something you can do in public? I'm I'm not sure what that is. I'm not sure. I know what a, I know what a gourd is. So here this goes on to say the two of them are both banned from promoting any securities digital or otherwise for the next few years. Mayweather has agreed to a 3-year ban while Khaled's ban will last for a period of 2 years. I I don't by the way, I don't understand DJ Khaled. I don't I, I just I guess there's an appeal somewhere for some people, but how this guy became a celebrity just is beyond me. I guess he's a DJ. Well, one thing I can tell you about DJ Khaled is all he does is win, win, win no matter what, except in court cases, apparently. But Major disgorgement <laughs> disgorgement is the repayment of ill gotten gains that is imposed on wrongdoers by the courts. Oh, see, I thought it was like first you gorge and then you disgorge. Well, you can do that too. It's perfect timing around the holidays here for that. But yeah, that's interesting. So I wonder if Paris Hilton's going to get hers because she promoted um, a crypto project as well in the crypto craze of 2017. So we'll see if Paris Hilton's going to get some. That's a, a good question because this follow-up article is the as SEC's next move, social media influencers who promoted crypto ICOs. They're actively cracking down on ICO projects. Dozens of cases are pending. And based on this settlement um, that they had with Mayweather and DJ Khaled or Khalid or Khalid or however you pronounce his name, they're going after uh, social media influencers who promoted ICOs to the general public. And so I don't know who, you know, to me, that sounds like uh, there's, well, I won't name names, but there are a bunch of YouTubers uh, who were promoting various coins all along, you know, this ICO route. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that, you know, we had the pressures to not do from the very beginning. We said, we're not going to pump any coins. We're not going to do any pump and dump. We're not going to make recommendations. We don't know if these coins are going to be great or not. But we do know that they're, you know, proposing to build an interesting technology solution with blockchain. And so, you know, we every time that we've had any sponsored content on the show, we've been very forthright on our blog post about it, on the intro of the show, on the outro of the show, 
on every single show that we've ever put out. We have a disclaimer at the end. We mentioned, I don't know, like 747,318 times that we are not financial advisors. We don't tell you to go out and buy anything, but we tell you to do your own due diligence and do your own research on things. And so that's what is missing in the world in my mind, right? Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see who gets the smackdown on that because the SEC is on it. But, you know, the SEC doesn't always win. And this article on Medium by Alex Claydens says the SEC just got beaten by an ICO in court. Blockvest took on the mighty SEC and won. This precedent will embolden more ICOs to fight. Mm -hmm. So is every single ICO uh, a security as claimed by the SEC? Well, not according to that judge. Yeah, so, I mean, last week, I believe, I think it was last week, the SEC, you know, they had a couple of easy wins against Paragon and Air Fox and, you know, and, and they started attacking the ICO community. And but Blockfest said, oh, no, hell no, we're going to actually take this to court. And so they went to federal court in California and they ruled against the SEC. And so it is the first time it is the very it's a massive win for crypto projects, because I think a lot of projects have been, you know, like, no, we are token. We are like. Because that's one of the things about tokenomics. If you're using your token as sort of a, you know, future revenue model where you're saying, hey, we're basically offering future revenue. We need to get this money now so we can buy the equipment or build the, the platform to be able to enable us to do these certain things. It's not equity in the company that you're providing. You're basically paying them for equity or for, for that future revenue. And then after you have these tokens in the in the secondary markets, you're able to maybe sell those tokens for more, you know, because they're selling their revenue at a discount. And so it's it's a good system if it's set up correctly. But I think the the SEC really wants to put the kibosh on any sort of fundraising that's not inside the SEC limits. And so they're trying to put the genie back in the bottle a little bit, Mr. Jokom. Are you going to start stealing my words because you just put the kibosh? That's, I know. I, I wanted to see if you were going to say anything about that. I, I, wanted I usually to, I'm, put the kibosh. I want to go over here. I'm becoming Jewish. I'm becoming Jewish now hanging out with you. Yish kebab. I, um, I want to go over the summary of the court's decision here because here's what they found. First of all, the court decided that for a token to be a security, the court requires that the investor must commit his assets to the enterprise so as to risk financial loss. Um, and so this a lawyer who has commented on this, Marco Santorini, says, so just buying the coins on a secondary market, even if they're pre-functional, might not by itself result in a securities offering. And the second one is, according to the court, in the ICO context, there must be a risk of financial loss. So an airdrop, uh, even if the tokens are pre-functional, if they're given away for free, you can't prove financial risk. Uh, number three, the SEC tried to claim a mere offer is enough to violate the securities laws. The court went out of its way to specifically reject that argument. And finally, the SEC must prove that the investor was actually offered the security. And, you know, they they can't tell did investors, you know, see this before they click to buy 
uh, you know, what was the deal? Anyway, you can read more about this and all the stories are in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 216. So this is good news, Travis. I think this is the best news that we've seen in a while because I do think that this looming SEC sort of dark cloud hanging over these ICOs has had an impact on the market this past year. I mean, I know we've chatted about them in the past, but, you know, just because I liked Dragon Chain, I thought that was going to be a great project. I mean, it, the team was solid. They're based up in Seattle. They the On their board was the Starbucks person who's in charge of payments. They were building out this ICO platform to have all these things be launched through there. The token rose all the way up, plus over $5. And then the SEC dark cloud sort of loomed over them, and they had some conversations, and then bad news started happening and then they were not able to for then they had to pivot and then now the tokens worth 10 cents and you know i think that 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 the the sec looming large in their minds and you know precautionary tale there that the, the token price crashed and other tokens have crashed and the market has gone down in general because not because that they we have too much over regulation and it's timing innovation it's that all these companies are running scared if they've done anything in America. Mm-hmm. The land of the free. Yeah, and the home of the brave, where American car manufacturer General Motors has filed a blockchain patent for a solution to manage data from autonomous vehicles. Basically, this patent that they filed in May 2017 outlines a system for using blockchain to provide secure and robust data distribution and interoperable exchange between multiple automated vehicles and other entities such as municipalities, regional authorities, and public facilities. So apparently blockchain is is dead, but GM's moving forward with it anyway. Mm. Well, plus, I mean, these are the, they're going to be building the blockchain project, in, I guess, in their China and Mexico plants. I guess since they're closing down all the American ones. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not alone, right? There's this uh, Mobi we talked about before, the Mobility Open Blockchain Initiative. And so General Motors, BMW, Ford, Renault, uh, they're all yep. part of it. Uh, Volkswagen is is working with you know proof of concept for autonomous cars that uses IOTA's Internet of Things, you know, the Tangle architecture and so you know these big companies they're not stupid they see that blockchain provides a better way to uh, mm-hmm. to store and transmit data reliably and so it's good that's good news here in the midst of the bad news yeah there's over 30 companies participants in that mobility open blockchain initiative so that's a major major joint venture moby moby i think i bought a domain extension of that before uh, but it sucked but uh, I do think that, you know, these big companies adopting blockchain, that's huge for the industry, folks. I mean, that's some really interesting stuff. And and also this right here just came out today talking about, you know, big companies and big countries adopting and moving forward with blockchain. Seven major EU countries, they want to go big on blockchain and they are calling themselves the Mediterranean Seven. And, and these comp- these countries are Malta. France, Italy, Spain, Cyprus, Portugal, and Spain. They say Spain twice on there, so I guess extra Spain. But uh, Spain is all up in it twice. But, uh, yeah, so they want to work to implement blockchain in education, transport, mobility, shipping, land registry, customers, company registry, healthcare, and government is another thing that uh, that they need to do to create some of these e-government services. So here we are, right, Malta, 
Malta's the home of Binance, right? They built their big largest exchange. They've moved it there. Malta is all about crypto. And I think that, you know, all these other Mediterranean countries that are like, oh, man, look at what Malta's doing. Malta, we don't want to be left out. Malta's doing some really cool stuff when it comes to blockchain. And now these the Mediterranean 7 has been created, and they want to adopt, you know, and they want to monitor and regulate crypto and, and make sure that it becomes a legitimate thing, Mr. Jokom. And this is good to see. I mean, you know, Malta is the blockchain island. And um, obviously, they're not the only country there in the Mediterranean that is moving forward with this. And so this is also good news in the uh, in the light of the down market. One final note about that, uh, the EU, uh, the Mediterranean 7. Shout out to one of our great listeners out there, uh, Britt Gotland, because whenever that news hit, she immediately messaged me on Instagram and said, whoa, did you see this? I hadn't seen it yet. And we were getting ready to record, so we added it to the show. So you guys out there, if you find some really great news, message us, let us know, and we might include it and give you a shout out. So big shout out to Britt, who I believe is in Norway. This article from Crane's Cleveland Business, this guy, uh, Bernie Moreno, apparently is an auto dealer and technology entrepreneur, and he says that he intends to see a workforce of 1,000 blockchain professionals working in Cleveland by the end of 2019. That's, that's, he's, he's being incredibly optimistic, but local community colleges there, one of them has a blockchain training program. And uh, they're wanting for Cleveland to become a, um, I guess, its own little silicon pond right there, right there next to uh, the Erie. Mm. Well, you know, I've been to Cleveland a few times. I've I've spoken at the uh, the content marketing world there, and you know, Cleveland is on the come up for real. I mean, Cleveland back in the day, you know, it was a little downtrodden. I mean, a lot of their industry was manufacturing. And there's a couple, I remember this video from like 19 or from 2008 or 2009. It was called the hastily made Cleveland tourism video. One of the funniest videos I've ever seen. It, it makes me laugh every time I listen to it. Cause this guy basically made this parody song about Cleveland. And it's like, here's a train carrying jobs out of Cleveland. Here's a place where there used to be industry. Oh, look at both of our buildings. Like it's just, he just mocks the whole thing. They're like, who the hell still uses a payphone? Like, it's like, they've got all these hilarious jokes. And then at the end it goes, at least we're not Detroit. We're not Detroit. You know, it's like <laughs> hilarious. Well, we'll include those hastily made. Those are so funny. I love them. And, uh, but I mean, over the past few years, they, they, well, you know what? They got the Cleveland Browns back. Uh, LeBron came back for a while. They won a championship. You know, the team, their teams have been going pretty good. The, the excitement is there. They've been building all these different buildings downtown. I believe they had the Republican National Convention there in 2016. And they have just been building and building. They have a huge convention center. So they are definitely on the come up. And I know that they have, you know, Ohio, right? Ohio accepts. Uh, Bitcoin now to pay your taxes. And so Ohio is becoming more blockchain friendly. And I think that this is big news if, you know, you need more developers in Cleveland to work on blockchain projects. Again, this is the adoption of blockchain moving forward, guys. And I think it's really huge. And the price might be down, but blockchain is moving forward. Now is the time. What he said. And it's also a dangerous time, Mr. Travis Wright. You know, if I notice a lot of these people that we know that have a lot of crypto have bodyguards. 
And uh, I honestly, I don't need to have that much that uh, <laughs> that I would ever need a bodyguard. But there is I, I need I need a bodyguard to protect my block folio from going any lower. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is a sad story, but, you know, criminals are going to criminal. And out of uh, CCN.com, Bitcoin trader drugged, beaten and tortured in South Africa, narrowly escaping death. Uh, This guy was supposed to give a presentation for about six people and somebody snuck up on him and uh, put a cloth in his face, which obviously was, you know, some sort of um, sleeping drug. And then he woke up in a different place surrounded by people who stripped him of his clothes, beat him and tortured him and demanded the password to his wallet. They said they would sear him with a hot iron and kill him if he didn't cooperate. Eventually, he did cooperate. He transferred about $59,000 worth of Bitcoin to the kidnapper's uh, wallet address. That is crazy. Now, I mean, it seems like more and more of this stuff is going to start happening. Now, if crypto keeps growing up and it's like trillions of dollars in market cap and there's all these and the have nots, the people who did it, get it like there's some crime stuff that's going on. So I think that, you know, that's why I don't keep any, most of my stuff is not in my location. And if they want, I don't have the, the private keys handy. So somebody wanted me to, somebody tried to kidnap me and said, send me all your crypto. And I'm like, I don't, dude, I lose my crypto. Dude, I, you think I know my key? You think I have my key handy? Dude, I have no clue. Dude, I don't even know where my Trezor wallet is. I think I lost it. Uh, the <laughs> the upside to your downside. So there there's that. <laughs> and uh, wow, you know, as I'm looking through all the news we picked for this week, it really there is a lot of downer in here. It really is bad news. Yeah, you know, we've been told earlier that China, you know, uh, said that uh, ICOs were illegal, right? And they're saying security token offerings are also illegal. Uh, this comes out of Beijing. Free speech also illegal. Right. Viewing Facebook and Google also illegal. So yeah, but yeah. we should bring we should bring we should bring socialism here because you know that yeah, we should, <laughs> it's perfect. It hasn't been done right yet. Once they finally get it done right, so what happens is whoever gets in charge, those guys become your king daddy, mm-hmm. and they tell you what to do, and they'll give you a little pittance, and then they all live on the hill in the really nice houses with super lots of wealth, and you get nothing. That's what happens every single time. And if you don't like it, then you get shot. Yep. And they say this. So take away our guns and give us socialism. Yeah. I'm sure it'll work eventually. Yeah, of course it will. And we reported last week that a bunch of people were scammed and they ended up sending Bitcoin to a couple Iranian addresses. And apparently, even though the story is out there that the U.S. government banned, you know, the, I, I don't know how you ban um, you ban the people. I don't know how you ban the wallet. But there are still you can't ban the wallet. There are still people it's sending. It's an actual functional address. They're yeah. still sending to some of these addresses, and the addresses are actually in this article. A fine of up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars per transaction, and potential prison time can result from violating the Office of Foreign Assets Security regulations. <laughs> yep. dude, that's huge. So not only like they hacked you and stole your data, and now you're sending them bitcoin to get your data back well by doing that and sending it to those addresses boom now you have a fine of two hundred fifty thousand dollars to deal with Mm. that's big and closing out on a 
potential up note, this story just breaking on Cointelegraph, apparently they have confirmed that NASDAQ Bitcoin futures will launch in the first half of 2019. Yeah, apparently there's been two insiders that have leaked the plans to Bloomberg. They leaked them in late November, but now they've been confirmed by Joseph Christianot, who's the vice president of NASDAQ's media team. They say that it is subject to approval from the United States Commodities Futures Trading Commission, the, F- the CFTC, and that they are doing and putting in the work to make sure that this gets regulatory approval and sometime in the first half of 2019, which means before June. Now, here's what this says to me. Okay, if Bitcoin was truly going to be dead, right, if they didn't think that Bitcoin had a future, why would they be pushing this? This is NASDAQ we're talking about. Dude, crypto assets are a whole new asset class. Digital assets, digital crypto assets are huge. And again, when we mentioned it earlier, MySpace, Facebook, whatever, there's going to be some cryptos out there that become the world leader. Right now it's Bitcoin. It doesn't seem like it's going to be anything other than Bitcoin anytime soon until we relaunch Badcoin, maybe. <laughs> Could happen. You never know. Hoddle your Badcoin. Yeah, hoddle your Badcoin. There's some things brewing, maybe. But um, so I think it's interesting to see what's going on with this. I mean... I think there's been a lot of confusion with Bitcoin Cash fork and then now the Bitcoin Cash double fork and then fork from Bitcoin. And, you know, it's like ah, all this huge run up of last year with all that extra Bitcoin Cash money that was created out of thin air. And it's just crazy to watch how this stuff has gone. Uh, crypto goes up, crypto goes down. NASDAQ saying that they're going to do Bitcoin futures. That tells me that uh, they think that Bitcoin is going to be around for a while. And that also tells me there's going to be new crypto assets that are going to be gaming or gaining legitimacy as well as we move forward. I noticed you dropped one more story here into the show notes. Do you want to go ahead and talk about it? Yeah. So so the G20 just happened right in Argentina. And there is a financial action task force, the FATF, which has standards um, around financing and around, you know, making sure that money is not being sent to terrorists and, and everything, right? And so they regulate, they want to regulate crypto assets for anti-money money laundering and countering the financial or the financing of terrorism and will consider other responses as needed. So they're they're focusing on crypto. They want to make sure that they address that with um the they want to address the impacts of the digitization of the economy on the international tax system in uh, and and they're going to have a final report on that in 2020 so it's something they're looking into i mean you know i think you know if you have you know these different uh, block bitcoin addresses in in like in iran and other stuff that's they're scamming people and getting bitcoin like who knows where that money's going to there's been millions and millions of dollars sent to these two iranian addresses that could be funding terrorism, right? But who, you know, then also how many billions of dollars just got dropped into Iran by the previous U.S. administration? That could have gone to fund terrorism. Like, and so crypto assets and paper money, everything could be used for all types of things. And so I like how they just come out and try to demonize and say, oh, crypto bad, crypto criminal, crypto terrorism. You know, it's like, you know, any paper, any money, gold, anything of value can be used to fund anything uh, in, in today's world. And so let's work on legitimizing it, making it a real asset and help improve the standards of the world right now. It's really what we want. 
from the crypto perspective, right? I do not disagree with you, Mr. Travis Wright. And with that, we're going to close out the bad news episode for this week. Hope you guys have enjoyed the journey with us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Drop us a line. Listen, it's the holiday season, right? Wish us a a happy Hanukkah, a Merry Christmas, a a happy Kwanzaa, a Festivus, or just, you know, write and say hi. Podcast at gmail.com is the address or go to the website badcryptopodcast.com click the contact us link or call us call me pick up the phone and just call me at 708-885-9030 everybody stay bad The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Serenity now! (laughs) Who's bad?